0: what's up guys welcome back to pb and I'm here with Brian and Patrick again and today we're gonna talk about some comics that we think um, are worth looking looking into um, as good investments uh, in our last video we kind of mentioned that we had some we had some comics picked out that we had some on our mind that uh, we think you guys would uh, would be it'd be worth looking into and if you're looking to, to buy something that might go up in value uh, relatively soon uh so we wanted to do this video with um uh it's a, probably our, our first set of comics I would say. We have a whole bunch that that we like but uh we 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 pulled a couple aside that we think are going to be uh worth getting um pretty quick if to be honest. Um and we'll talk about them uh right now. So uh, what's up guys?
1: Hey, what's up? How are you guys doing today?
0: Hey So, uh, Patrick had one that uh, he wanted to talk about that uh, he really likes. Uh, So, Patrick, uh, which comic do you think uh, our listeners should get into?
1: Oh, there are a lot of them that I had to choose from, but the one that I finally decided on was the Savage She-Hulk number 1, which came out in February of 1980. What do you guys think about that one?
0: Um, I like that pick. Uh, when we were when we were making these lists up, I actually forgot about that one. And you, when you text me, hey, what about She-Hulk? I was like, oh, man, should have thought of that one. Uh, I like that one, though.
1: Yeah, that one, uh, if you guys don't know, it's the first appearance in the origin of the She-Hulk. Uh, it's one of the last um, superheroes, major superheroes that was created by um, Stan Lee. And it's an interesting backstory. The reason why he created the She Hulk was because at the time the Incredible Hulk was on TV in a series, and he was afraid that they would produce um, uh, another series based off of uh, a female character. So before they could do that, he created the the, the She Hulk, so he could retain the property rights of all the Hulks that are out there.
0: And so you said, and you, and you said that uh, he was worried because of what they did with uh, Six Million Dollar Man, right?
1: Right. So with the Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, they, they made the spin off the Bionic Woman back then. So that's what he was afraid that was going to happen with the Incredible Hulk. So he jumped on that right away. Um, now, there is something uh, interesting about this also. Is, uh, one of the, the reasons that I like this comic is she's a really strong female character. She has all the attributes like that the modern uh, woman would love to have. Um, I love her character. I love everything about her. She's, uh, she's uh, funny right didn't she? we were talking earlier uh, what were you saying that she's like the first Deadpool
0: yeah she was she was breaking the fourth wall in the 80s and 90s well before Deadpool was doing it she was talking to the readers her books were super funny uh they were like she was a comedic character I mean she was still you know a superhero and stuff but, you know she was on the event on the Avengers and the Fantastic Four for a little bit but yeah her comics were super funny broke the fourth wall super meta um, well before Deadpool was, uh, so that's what I always liked about her comics. That that they were they were always, you know, they were always humorous.
1: Now it's interesting. Of her um, her origin story is she was an attorney and she was uh, shot by the mob, and there was nobody that had her blood type. So her cousin Bruce Banner gave her some of his blood, and that's how she became the She-Hulk. So I, I think that it's a pretty cool origin story, and it's relatively inexpensive. You can pick up a, a CGC 9.8 for under $500, right around the $400 to $450 range. And I don't know if many people know this, but in in, in uh, 2022, sometime in 2022, there's going to be a She-Hulk series that's going to premiere on Disney+. So before that happens, I think it's a good idea for you guys out there to pick up uh, one of these. I'm looking at getting one myself.
0: Yeah, it, um, uh we, we mentioned this uh, briefly and I think in our first video that um, when we're making these comic recommendations, most of them are probably gonna be Marvel um, because of the movies and the cinematic universe is growing with these Disney Plus shows that are all gonna be attached and stuff. Um, so, and th- those that those movies have a, d- a direct impact on these comics. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, Black Panther, how his first appearance uh, almost tripled in value after his movie uh, came out and did well. Uh, so we- we'll get, I mean, in future episodes, we'll have DC characters and image, or DC comics, image comics, we'll have more of those, but uh, our vast majority right now uh, will probably be uh, mainly Marvel movies. So just just as a as a heads up, and I think personally, I think the Disney Plus show is gonna be really good. They're putting a lot of talent behind it. Um, They got uh, like the the head writer is someone from Rick and Morty. I don't know if you guys have watched that show. Yeah, Um, yeah. So the the head writer, the showrunner. I don't know if I don't know if she's the showrunner, but she's definitely uh, the head writer for the series is uh from rick and morty and that actually made me happy because that means that they're going to keep the comedic element from the comics so that was cool um and as of right now i just saw an update uh, just like yesterday uh all the all the uh scripts are done the show scripts are done good to go now they just need to shoot um can't right now obviously but once everything gets up and going in the next couple months uh they'll get on that one
2: have have they casted Allison Brie, or is that still not confirmed?
0: Not confirmed. That's still the rumor right now.
2: Okay. Yeah, I saw I think, a video, uh, just really quick, like, I saw a video of her on, I think, the Late Late Show, um, and she was joking about, like, uh, that, that Marvel's casting someone like uh, Alison Brie. So yeah. So she was just joking about that the whole time, but she never confirmed that. She's she didn't confirm it,
0: yeah. I, I think she'd be great. I think she'd be perfect for it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's keeping so. with yeah. She's a comedy, or, or not a comedy. She's a comedic actress. Uh, it's right up her alley. So um, we were actually joking before, you know, a couple months ago that uh, she'd probably make their debut at Comic Con. But since there's no Comic Con this year, we're gonna we just have to wait for them to announce it. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Patrick, I think this is a good pick. I think Travis She Hulk number one is the way to go, and it's like you said, it's relatively cheap right now.
1: Yeah, what, what you checked in uh, Black Panther? What was Black Panther before the movie came out?
0: Um, I think nine
1: point two was like two thousand.
0: Yeah, nine point two was twenty five hundred bucks, um, and then now the nine point two is eight thousand. So
1: yeah, and that was in two thousand sixteen.
0: That was only yeah, that's only four years ago. So, so that's that one the
1: power and impact of a movie.
0: Yeah, uh, once the general public come. Uh, Find, you know learns about these characters they want to go back you know, co- uh, collectors especially you want to go back and get them and yeah. and then patrick was saying earlier that this book there's a lot out there how many 9.8 are there
1: i think there's like 20 close to 2100 that's cgc alone
0: yeah so you can get this book you can go out and get it uh, pretty i don't want to say easily uh but it, it's 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 available it's not like trying to find you know amazing fantasy 15 or 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 you know, Detective Comics twenty seven. Those are just hard to find. These, these are out there. You can go get them, and I would recommend getting them, you know, before the show, which is a twenty twenty two. Now, and then another one that um, actually, that people should get this one. I think they should jump on this one really quick because uh, the movie comes out in May, and that is the first appearance of Carnage.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: In yep. uh, Amazing Spider Man three sixty one, uh, the first Carnage. Uh, a 9.2 right now is sitting at about $55. So very affordable. Um, and again, it's because of the movie. Uh, Venom 2 comes out in May. It was supposed to come out in October this year. got pushed off to May. Um, and he'll be played by um, Woody Harrelson. Oh, man. So, yeah, so it's not like just some, just some random actor. It's a big name uh venom with venom even though the movie venom isn't that good especially when you can compare it to the marvel stuff it it, it did really really well i thought it made a lot of money at the box office um it mainly but mainly because of tom hardy he made that movie watchable like he you can tell he was having he was having a good time making that movie and they uh, witty uh appeared at the and uh, in the post credits um I don't think. I don't think. I mean, if people didn't know, if they didn't, if they're not, you know, fans of the comics, they don't know what that was. Um, but that was Carnage. That was Cletus Cassidy. So that was his cameo appearance, and his full appearance will be in Venom Two.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one myself. Um, you know that 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 comic book. If you want to get a really high grade copy, they're going right around four hundred dollars again. I mean, there are a lot of them out there. There's over 4,000 out there. But that's not a bad price because, you know, like John said, I think that that one's actually going to blow up big time when the movie comes out, especially if it turns out well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, They got a new director. They got brought in. Andy Serkis is directing this time. Uh, Tom Hardy actually wasn't – I don't want to say he wasn't happy with the first one, but he he knew it could be better. Uh, They brought in a new director and all that stuff. Uh Tom Hardy's really passionate about it. He loves the character. And I, yeah, I think Woody Harrelson's gonna gonna have a good time with it. I think he's perfect for Cletus. And I mean, looking right now, I'm looking at a 9.6 on eBay sold um just a few just a few weeks ago for uh $76. Well, yeah,
1: not bad. Yeah, so
0: I think this one right now is is it's affordable. Um it's worth getting. I think there's a lot out there. And um Get it before next... So you got a year. You got 12 months. <laughs> you have a clock. Uh, get it before May of next year before... Uh, it, I mean, if that movie does really well, this comic is going to go really... It's going to jump because Woody Harrelson is really, really good. And I think he can knock this character out of the park.
1: And, you know, what's interesting what you said is you said that uh, a couple of weeks ago they sold uh, on eBay, right? It was a 9.6 for, what did you say, $73? Yeah. Now, just imagine how of a price that is, because if you get an unslabbed book that is in the category of like nine two to nine six, or nine eight, you're going to have to pay between fifty to a hundred dollars unslabbed for it. But then if you send it to CGC with postage and handling, and even though it's a modern comic, it's still going to run you about sixty dollars. So if you subtract sixty dollars for seventy three, that comic actually cost you only thirteen dollars. So that guy got a great deal.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's just. And it's funny because I've had I've had this comic since I was a kid. This is I've had it forever just sitting, you know, and uh, and it was always around like "Eh, like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And then once, you know, all of a sudden the Venom movie comes out and boom, oh, Oh, it's up to 40, it's up to 50, it's up to 60. So luckily I bought this when I was a kid, so I don't have to run out and get it. Uh, but it could finally pay off. It only took um, 30 years.
1: <laughs> That's it. Just 30 years. It's all just good. 30 years.
0: 30 years I made a profit. <laughs> it's pretty funny. A lot of the comics I've been sitting on for almost 30 years, they're starting to pay off. Just, Again, because of the movies. You
1: don't
0: even know. Yeah, there's stuff in there I don't even know. There's stuff I I forgot. I, like, I was looking, I'd i be like, oh, shit, I forgot. I have this? <laughs> I know it. I mean, I've, I've done it before. I've looked. Oh, I didn't even know I bought this. Cool, uh, but I do remember buying uh, Carnage the the because at the at the time. Oh man, how old was I? What what year did this? What year did this come out? Let's see. I mean, nineteen ninety two. So I was I was nine years old. Wow. And.
1: And what condition I, is it
0: in? Oh, it's in good condition. I took care of it.
1: Dude, you at nine,
0: know, Huh. At nine. Oh yeah, at nine years old I boxed I boarded them, backed them, and I put them away. What? Yeah. Uh, that's rare. Yeah, I knew no, I knew about I knew what I was doing back then. You know, not <laughs> pat myself on the back, but I, I always took care of them. I didn't I didn't just throw them aside. I put them in the bag. And really it's because of my dad. He's the one that told me what to do. Um he bought comics when he was a kid. And he didn't take care of his comics. And that's one of his biggest regrets. Ah, he says that he knows he knows for a fact he had Fantastic Four number one. Really? Yeah, he knows he had it when he was a kid. Man. And it's it's in the tra went in the trash, his mom cleaned his room, threw it out. He had uh he had he had Fantastic Four, um Green Lantern, and uh Shazam. What? Yeah.
1: Oh, those are expensive, man.
0: Yeah, those are those are expensive. <laughs> and uh yeah he said he didn't know they're all jacked up just in his room and his mom threw him away but he said but he knows for a fact he had fantastic four he had like fantastic four probably like issue one one through like six something like that
1: yeah so that would be uh the the first appearance in origin and dr doom on top of it
0: Uh uh-huh yeah he had him wow (laughs) so so when those when those came out he was he was a kid he was little too six, seven years old. So he just read them, and he just, oh, these are cool, and he jacked them up, monked them away.
1: Hey, totally understandable. When I was a kid, um I had those Star Wars cards. I put my initials on them to distinguish them from my brother's cards.
0: <laughs>
1: he knew what he was doing. He was a year older. He was all, why don't you put your initials on yours? That way you know which ones are yours, and I'll keep yeah. mine clean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, you're just a little brother like, okay.
1: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but no that that Carnage, that first appearance of Carnage, I think that's a great pick.
0: Yeah, and like, like I said, that. yeah, I so said you guys got a year, you got one year, so that's that's a good time to jump out, grab grab a uh, grab a few if you can.
2: Yeah, so I got into comics like right after he came out because like when I started getting Spider Man, it was the the story with the doppelganger.
0: Oh yeah, uh, Maximum Carnage.
2: Yeah, Maximum Carnage. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was a huge deal. That was like a that was like a year long story.
2: I have all of them, but there's nothing significant with those stories. Yeah.
0: no, nah, they were just really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was no first appearances, there wasn't anything like that. Yeah, that was like a year or two after after he debuted. And what's funny was I didn't really like Carnage when I was a kid, because um, he was just like this random serial killer dude. You know, he was just kill people for no reason. Right. So I was like, that's dumb. Like, he doesn't have a motivation. He's not like he's not like Venom, right? Venom feels that he was wronged by spider-man and stuff uh carnage was just a serial killer crazy guy and i was like ah, i don't like that motivation i was like that's so i didn't really i really wasn't a fan uh Is that crazy or
1: what? you're like nine years old and you're like i don't really like that motivation
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i was like he's just killing just for no reason uh, uh you know venom's an anti-hero yeah you know nine years old so i <laughs> But yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan. But over the years, they've they've grown, they've developed his character uh, to where to more of like he's like an agent of chaos. Uh, he's like he's really he the reason he kills is because he's freeing he's freeing people from the pain of living so, You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so he kind of became more like a kind of like the guy from Seven. Right. Yeah, he he kind of became a little more like that, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm buying this now. But as as a kid though, I didn't really like him. Speaking of Spider Man, we had one more uh, from you, right, Patrick?
1: Yeah, there's one more, and it would be Ultimate Fallout number four. Um, a lot of you probably are familiar with this one. It's the first appearance of Miles Morales, and uh, you may have seen him into the Spider Verse, uh, the the movie Into the Spider Verse. What a great
0: movie! Yeah, I loved it
1: yeah that one right now um i think that that's going to be in the mcu probably relatively soon what do you think
0: uh i think they're getting ready for it definitely um he's you know he's in the spider-verse in the comics they've made him a pretty prominent character um and then last year in the in the uh, spider-man video game on playstation uh was that last year brian or was the year before
2: it might have been last year i mean i've it feels like it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was
1: it? How's the game? Is it good?
2: It was good. Yeah,
0: game was really good. And he was a prominent prominent uh character in that one. And they're working on part two right now, and he's gonna be in that one as well. So they're really pushing him. Uh well not I don't want to say pushing him, but they're really making him visible. So I would not be surprised in four or five years he, he ends up in the MCU. When do you
1: think that uh the sequel is gonna be is gonna hit theaters.
0: Ooh, I don't know. What uh, the uh, Spider Verse? Yeah. Uh, you know, let me, let me do a quick check. I don't know.
2: Uh, while he's checking, I have a question. So I was looking at um, the comic on eBay, and I see two versions. So one is the ultimate fallout, with like the text is covering his head, and then I see another version of the same cover, where you can see his head.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so do you know the difference? The difference is there's a first and a second print. Yeah. The first print is the one where it's covering his head and you do not see his face. That is the first print. Okay. Anything after that would be a second.
2: Yeah. The ink and the drawing looks a little bit different too.
1: Yeah. A little darker, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for everybody listening and uh, watching out there. Definitely try to get the um, first print versions of these.
0: Yeah, you don't want the second; they they drop in value drastically, almost almost to worth to being worth nothing.
1: Right, but it's weird because I was looking at eBay and some people seem to think that the second prints are worth yeah, a
2: right. lot. Don't right.
1: get those. Don't buy those.
2: Right, it's um, being bid on almost as much as the first print.
1: Right, but don't fall into that trap because it's really not worth it to get that second print get the first print
0: uh i just looked it's april 8th 2022 but that was before all the shutdown right um so it's it is still that's still a ways off it's two years so i'm pretty sure it'll be okay uh but yeah so you probably want to grab this comic you know before that comes out because his profile is just going to keep going up i like it and and are there a lot still available did you see the number
1: um, in CGCs, uh, I think nine point eight. there are over 1,700. Um, 9.6s, there are over 1,300. And 9.4s, there are over 600. So out of the three comics, th- that one has the lowest total CGC numbers. And, uh, just over 5,500 total CGC. And then uh, She-Hulk comes in second place with uh, just under 7,000. Uh, those numbers have, may have changed by now, but then Carnage has over fifteen thousand.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh, that, that's the benefit of being published in nineteen ninety two. Uh, when there's just they used to publish so much, so much comics. Uh, luckily, it doesn't seem to hurt, be hurting his value. His value seems to be slowly climbing. So,
1: yeah. But all, these these are our three picks, and. Um I think you'll do well if you get these.
0: Yeah, I think these these are affordable. You can get them uh, without breaking the bank. Uh, the value, I, we think, art is going to go up, uh, especially when these movies come out in this Disney Plus show. Uh, there's one more that I wanted. It's an honorable mention. Um, the reason why it's an honorable mention because this one is expensive. Uh, we don't expect a lot of people to you know run out and get it because um, because of the price, and that is Marvel. Uh, special Marvel Edition 15, which is the first appearance of Shang Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. Um, this one, uh, the movie uh, is coming out next year. Uh, May actually, it's in May. Uh, you know what? I messed up. Venom Two comes out in June. Uh, this one comes out in May. Uh, so you have still you have a little more time on the Carnage. Do you have it until June? Um, Shang-Chi is is uh, I think going to be huge. Um, it's the first uh, Asian uh, Marvel character in the cinematic universe, and it's it's uh, to being directed, written, produced by all of Asian Americans. It's Asian American cast and crew, and I think is awesome. Um, and China has become such a huge part of the of the. Uh, the box office. It's almost like half the money comes from China, and I think this guy's going to crush it in China. Um, I love, I grew up on Bruce Lee. Me and Patrick were saying, we all grew up on, on Bruce Lee stuff. Everyone here loves Bruce Lee, and I think this is going to be the closest thing to it. Just just crazy martial arts in the Marvel universe, and I think, it's, I think he's going to be huge. Um, uh, Patrick, you looked at his first appearance. What, how much was it?
1: Uh, they're, they're up there. Let's see. That was um, special Marvel edition, fifteen. Yeah. Uh, there's a nine point eight going for seven thousand right now.
0: Yeah, um, that's a lot of money. Um, but I think once that movie comes out, it's gonna double easily. Um, looking at like, I'm looking at you know uh, a, a nine point two is about nine hundred right now. Yeah. So it's pricey. That's why this isn't this didn't this didn't make it to our main uh uh list of comics but i think investing in this one's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come back it's gonna pay up big time um okay first uh,
1: speculation here would you rather get the first three or one of these
0: um that's good Yeah, um, that's a good question that's a good question it, it, it that one just depends on she hulk uh, how much is that going to blow up? If you think that one's going to blow up big time, then probably safer to go that way. Um, but if it's not going, if you don't think so, then I would pull my money into Shang-Chi. Okay, that's
1: fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's like,
2: yeah. It's like going in on one of them, or like diversifying and getting three, and yeah, have the other two carry the third one or something to bring up its value, like your profits.
0: Yeah. And this one is is, it's gonna be. If this one's gonna pay off the soonest too. The movie's coming out, you know, in May of next year. And um, that that's when it'll you see the value jump, especially if, if it's especially the movie's awesome, which I think it will be. Um. Oh wait wait no 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 I I messed up I messed up no no yeah it is it is it is. It is May okay. Um. Yeah, so this one, I think the value will just jump immediately. Whereas the other ones, like Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Verse doesn't come out for another two years. She, uh, She-Hulk's another two years. So you have to sit and wait on those. This one can see, like, immediate, immediate growth.
1: Well, technically speaking, though, whether you buy the first three or this 9.2 for $1,000, aren't these comics technically free because we all get a stimulus? <laughs> so it's money that we we didn't have before. So really, these comics are free.
0: <laughs> as, long, as long as you don't have to pay rent, I guess.
2: <laughs> or food, or you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Never mind.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, so they, these these this is our first batch of uh, of comics to 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 buy right now, um, solely for um, uh, investment purposes on these ones so we'll do other episodes about comics buying just for fun you know just you know just comics that we want just because you know they're our favorite characters or a favorite cover or something but this one's purely just looking at profit wise um i don't know i think these are pretty good uh I, i don't think you can go wrong with any of these and they're other than shang chi they're pretty affordable
2: yeah so pat i have a question for you i know you mentioned this last time but is it really worth like for the modern uh, age comics? Like, is it really worth it? Like, if you can just go for the nine point eight, or is it okay to just go for nine point six? That's more in like people's price range, because like the nine point six to nine point eight is more than a double in in some cases.
1: Uh, that's a difficult, you know, question to to really answer. The problem is because of the modern, there are so many that are available. Right. They're just too common in the lower grade, so the higher the grade, the better. It's just that they're so expensive right now. The only thing that I would suggest is, um, well, on these comics that we're talking about, yeah, get 9.8s, except for the Shang-Chi model, uh, the, that comic. The other ones definitely get 9.8. I mean, it's only $400. I mean, to some of you guys, uh, you might think that $400 is a lot, but once that movie comes out, that 9.8 it's going to shoot up way high, kind of like Black Panther did. Um when you when you look at the nine twos or the nine fours, it's only like a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars less. It's not worth it. Spend the extra hundred and fifty dollars and get the nine point eight. Now if you look at the masters of kung fu, who's really got like seven thousand dollars, you know, to spend on a comic? That's that's not too affordable. I mean you can get the ones that are under a thousand probably. You can get that nine two that John was talking about. Um that might be affordable. But for the other three comics, four hundred dollars a piece for a nine point eight, those are the ones to get.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're we're I think we uh we got ours out there. Um and we'll be we'll be doing this again. I I, I like do I like talking about this. This is pretty fun. Uh we'll be doing these. We have, like Patrick said, I I he has a list of more to get. I have a list of more to get. I'm sure Brian does too. Um so stay tuned for those. And unless we got anything else, uh I think we can sign off, right guys?
1: Yep. yep. I think that's it.
0: All right, yeah. some more comics to buy, and and then just more, uh, just general comic stuff. So, uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll see you guys later. what's up guys welcome back it's pb and j i'm back with brian and patrick and uh we have our first official comic book centric episode now this one is is the topic we're gonna go over is uh, it's a big one it's it's more about collecting comics and and what makes a comic uh, valuable um if you're kind of looking to invest and make some money um and then you know, the reason why why we came up on the subject is that uh, just so happens a couple months ago, my cousin was telling me that his friend was starting to collect comics and he wanted to make money off of them. And so I was like, what, you know, what comics is he buying? Is he researching? And he said that, no, literally his buddy was walking in the comic shops, finding the pretty comics that he thought looked cool. And he was buying them, bagging them up and putting them away.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that's and good.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oh my God, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, dude, that is so wrong. Uh, I was like, he's throwing darts at a dartboard and he's hoping beyond hope that one of them hits. But since I don't know what he's buying, I couldn't really give like, like, oh, that's a good idea. I, I'm assuming that he's just buying like, you know, he sees a Superman. I'll buy that. You know, uh, he probably saw, saw like a Captain Marvel. Oh, I just saw her movie. I'll buy that one. Uh, so it was a funny story. I told my, I gave my cousin some tips. I was like, uh, you know, he should look for this and this. And then you know he might he didn't, and he was trying to bite on the cheap and I was like no nah, he's going to have to spend some money kind of like with everything right you, to, you know you hear the saying if you need if you want to make money you got to spend money uh so anyway I told this story to Brian and Patrick and we were kind of laughing about it but you know we kind of realized that people really don't know who 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 aren't in the comic book world they don't know what to look for uh this guy doesn't know anything about comics just probably just watched the avengers movies um so we decided you know we should run down a little list of, of what to look for. And Patrick, since he's our uh, eBay master and he's the guy who's uh, super on on to buying uh, uh, comics that are that are valuable and and actually uh, bring back a return for him, uh, he prepared a little list. And so I'm gonna throw it over to Patrick and I'm gonna uh, let him get started and uh, let you guys know what uh, what his steps of buying comics are. So what's up, dude?
2: Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, uh, sorry to interrupt you really quick. Like, I just want to add, like, um, a lot of people who are new into collecting comics, like, you know, they get excited after watching a, a movie about a comic book character, and then they'll go out to the comic book store, and they'll look for, like, whatever it is number one. Um, and I, so, John, you could, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but, like, I think whenever a movie, a, a character comes out, They'll they'll start a new series, right? Like Marvel or DC, a number one for let's say Deadpool and the spin-off, like a separate story. Um, I think it's to get people who are new to it to to start reading it. But if you're if you want to go in as a collector, you might see that and you don't know anything. You're going to think that that's like the first comic, right? So you buy that up and then you think you know, thinking there's value, but there's not. So, so
0: yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, I didn't think about that. Uh, But it's true. And uh, Marvel actually became kind of notorious, kind of infamous for doing this lately. And by lately, I mean within the last uh, 15, 20 years. Um, What they would do is every couple years, they would end a comic and to get a sales boost. So I have to say the comic runs for 25, you know, 40, 50 issues, and they'll restart at the new issue, issue one. And that's just to get a short-term bump, because a lot of people do, they do get general collectors that come in and go, oh, a new number one. And then they get a bump for that month. And Marvel took a lot of heat for that because there's no reason to do it. You know, it's just like, you know, a comic runs for four years, bam, restart it. And it's like, why? You know, story-wise, there's no reason to. And it kind of upset people because you yeah, had, these really long-running comics, like Incredible Hulk, ran for like, uh, I, I think it hit 500 issues, and then they restarted it randomly to issue one then ever since then they've done it like two or three more times and yeah that's kind of it's it's a good point you brought that up that's it's fool's gold it's fool's gold um you see number one you buy it and you're like you know oh man this is gonna be worth a lot of money it's issue one but it's it's nothing you know the only issue one that you should concern yourself with is incredible hulk number one from 1962 i think uh so yeah that's actually that's actually a good it's it's a tricky thing that marvel did um, DC has been better about it. Um, really, it was when the New Fifty Two came in in two thousand eleven. They did the mass reboot with the new issue number ones, and they've kept it pretty much since then. They don't. They haven't rebooted them since. Uh, so it's kind of a. It's mainly a Marvel thing that got kind of annoying. Um, so yeah, that's actually that's actually a good a good point. There's there's a lot of number ones out there that uh, people might think are worth money, and they're not. There. just because it has a number one on it doesn't mean anything. you really have to do your research on that one
1: that makes sense yep
0: so i'm sure patrick you can probably get more into that with with your uh your steps
1: yeah yeah definitely all right so uh we'll talk about um what makes a comic valuable right guys yep well the answer is the Law of Supply and Demand. That's it. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> I'm just playing a It sounds
2: like um, we're sitting in the uh, economics class or something. Right yeah.
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. The, but the, the Law of Supply and Demand really does play a part in the value of comics, but that's really just too basic uh, of an explanation. I think um, from experience, there are really some key elements that have to work together in order to make a comic valuable. And throughout my collecting career, I've applied all of these principles all of the time, unless I just wanted to buy a cover that I liked or some nostalgic uh, comic book like George of the Jungle, number one, just because it reminded me of my childhood, Um, or He-Man, or what? I've got Thundercats, too, but that's a different topic. So let's go over the key uh, elements that I think that you need in order to to make a comic book valuable. And these aren't in any particular order, by the way. Uh, the first one would be availability is really one of the key elements. So is that comic rare or are they common or somewhere in between? Most comics are probably going to be somewhere in between. But the more rare that comic is, it has a better chance of being valuable. But the big question is, what actually makes a comic rare? What do you guys think? Let me know.
0: No, the big one would be uh, low print run, right? An initial print run that's small. Um, for example, the 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 big modern comic is Walking Dead issue one, which only which only printed. I think you said seventy three hundred. Yeah, seventy three hundred for that. That's one. That's it, man. That's I mean, and when I initially when I looked into it, I didn't think it was that low. I thought it was more like twenty, and seven thousand comics of issue one. After that show became such a monster hit, that's nothing. That's so rare um so i mean we're talking about supply and demand there you go you have this the which uh at the time was the biggest show in the world and then you had this m- tiny tiny minuscule seven thousand copies so that's that's the big one low print runs uh are th- i think that's probably the, the number one cause for rarity
1: right right and um that comic is pretty expensive especially for a modern age book yeah yeah that, but that's not the only reason that comic books are rare there's a there's another one. Some comics have been recalled uh, or have errors. Like uh, there's mm-hmm. that comic book and what was it nineteen? What did you say, nineteen ninety nine? The Elseworlds.
0: Elseworlds, yeah, the eighty page giant.
1: Yeah, so why don't you tell our uh, listeners and viewers about that one?
0: Yeah, there there was a a comic called the DC DC Elseworlds eighty page giant, which came out in nineteen ninety nine two thousand around there, and it was a collection of short stories, and it, it was it was a no big deal. It was just an annual whatever just a random comic that they were going to put out uh, but there's a story in there called uh Superman's babysitter and in that story um it's like it was kind of like that um it's kind of like that uh it, that that little short from Pixar the Jack Jack where the babysitter is trying to you know baby you know the J- Jack Jack's powers come up and right, the babysitter's right, right. yeah it's like it's basically like that but they did it you know a few years earlier but there was a couple of sensitive uh uh points in there one I think I think she He's super. The uh, baby Superman ends up in a microwave, and it doesn't yeah. do any, It doesn't do anything to him because he's Superman. And the other thing is that he he gets hungry and he picks up a cow and he he drinks milk straight from the udders. And um, you know, once the comic got published, DC kind of was like they kind of backed off and they thought, oh, you know, those those little uh, story points are a little too risque. They didn't want want those getting out, so they 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 stopped the release. But a few hundred made it to Europe. And so you had this comic that with the print run insanely low, just a few hundred, got out there. And, of course, the collectors jumped all over it. So the price for that one immediately skyrocketed. And it's just an 80-page annual, like, goofy comic. It meant nothing. But because of the rarity, uh, because of the rarity of it, it drove the price up. And it's still high because it's, it's, there's just not that many. You just can't get them.
1: Right, right. So now we've got, um, for availability, we've got low print run and we've got recalled or has particular errors in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, some, there's something else, too. Like, some comics have actually had a decent print run, but because somehow they're either lost or thrown away or damaged, um, they became rare. So I have a perfect example for you guys. Let's take Action Comics number one from 1938. Uh, a lot of you probably know this. is the first appearance of Superman, which is the most expensive and most sought-after book in, in history. That is the one. That's that's the major one. But I don't know if many people know this, but it had a print run of about 200,000. That's not rare. That's, that's actually pretty common.
0: That's a lot, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. However, after all these years since 1938, there's between 50 and 100 copies left. So from being a common print, it became rare because so many have been lost and damaged. So those are the basically the um the availability issue of making a comic rare a low print run a comic that's been recalled or has errors and or if it's an older comic and they've been lost or damaged and there are hardly any left um
0: yeah i think i think that actually sets up the next um step would be the age of a comic right like if a comic is old most likely it's rare therefore the value is going to be high um superman was 1939 right and batman 38 38 38 38, uh, yeah and then detective comics 27 with batman was 1940 and then wonder woman 1941 so these comics are pushing 100 years old and there just aren't gonna be that many they're just so old and it's not not just these ones um with the big name characters but if you look at like comics like superman's pal jimmy olsen uh those are worth a lot right
1: Oh,
0: they are. They are. Yeah, yeah, because they're all in the 40s, and they're just not that many, because just because of time, they, you know, uh, like like Patrick said, they got destroyed, they got damaged. People just, you know, leave them in their right. They leave them in their attic, and they don't, <laughs> and they don't, they don't take care of them, and then they're just, uh, you know, they're they're trash. They so, they
1: use them for insulation in a house. Did you hear about that one contractor that bought a house, broke into the walls, and he found an Action Number One in the wall and sold it. That's great. <laughs> that's ridiculous right there
0: that's the jackpot dude that is jackpot
1: comic collector's dream right there but you know the age makes it even more so rare that out of the action comics out of the hundred that are left give or take a hundred there are only like three near mint copies right two are slabbed and one of them is unslabbed so how rare is that now compare that to uh which comic were we talking about earlier walking dead there's probably at least a thousand near mint or more Mm-hmm. of the 7,300 so yep. yes the comic is rare because there was only 7,300 printed but near mint copies there's like over a thousand and now you take action comics number one and there's only three in the whole world that are near mint
0: and isn't like detective comics isn't there wasn't isn't there only like 15 or something like that like
1: I, that are... know, I don't the exact number of detective but that one is uh pretty rare also just like you know the uh what is it um All-Star Comics number 8, the first Wonder Woman.
0: Right. Yeah, they are just not that many.
1: Yeah. So let's go over to the next element that uh, requires a requirement for a comic book to be uh, valuable. It would be popularity. So if the book or the character in the book becomes popular, like the blue chip comics, like action comics, detective comics, amazing uh, fantasy, uh, people will want it. Because if somebody doesn't want the comic, and it's not popular, it's probably not going to be worth that much. Um, if the demand goes up on something, the value the the value generally increases. Also, now you guys got to be careful because sometimes the anticipation or hype will temporarily cause the value of a book to increase.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: But once the hype dies, so might the value. Like um, Showcase twenty two, so the first Hal Jordan and Green Lantern number one the prices on those books actually skyrocketed just before the Green Lantern movie came out. But because uh, it wasn't done too well, those prices dropped right after the movie hit. Um, I was kind of annoyed at that. <laughs> because
2: it is, I have one of those copies. Did it drop back to what it was, or did it drop below that because the movie no, was that bad?
1: No, it dropped back uh, to to what it was. But you're, you're looking at like... A, The comic doubled, you know, because of the hype before the movie came out. And then I saw the movie myself and I'm like, well, that's not good for this comic. And it did drop back down again. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I'm sure people bought it at like forty five hundred and it probably back dropped down to twenty five hundred. So I'm sure some people were really annoyed because they assumed that it was going to skyrocket and continue that that value. But it didn't It just dropped.
0: And and you know, um, uh, sticking with this with with height and being careful with height, Brian. You told a story the other day about how in the '90s you and your brother bought a bunch of like the Image comics, right? Like uh, Young Blood, and uh, what did you, you get? Like Spawn, Savage Dragon.
2: Yep, yeah, and the Mac Mac. <laughs> There's a few yeah. other ones that I have too. But yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, I remember that. That was the early
0: nineties and the hype on image was so high that all these comics came out. Uh you know, Savage Dragon, Youngblood, Wildcat, Spawn, and uh just drove the price. I remember I remember those comics being over they were hundreds of dollars um at one point. Uh Shadowhawk. Um and, and not only image but valiant comics too i don't know if you guys remember valiant comics and that was like man of war exo man of war magnus robot fighter oh, Rock. yeah so those were like i mean in the early 90s those were just worth a ton of money and and then they started doing like the chrome covers did you get any of the chrome covers brian i
2: did yeah yeah oil foil <laughs> covers, foil covers yeah.
0: yeah and and they were you know uh and so, so the hype was just huge. But then, after a few years, once the hype died and people realized these comics actually weren't very good to read, um, those, those, pri- those values just in the dump. There were toilet paper now. Um, I remember uh, I had, I, just by luck, I had the first cable. Uh, just by luck, I got, out, I got out as a birthday present as a kid. Uh, and I remember watching the value on that just jump you know, Rob Liefeld, right, you know, he was at the peak of his powers, and the value went to, like, 250 and then over the years, I kept checking, and it's just down, 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 and it's still worth a little bit, Um, but, yeah, that initial hype, you have to be careful for if you're going to spend money. You you don't want to do... I know people who bought, like, remember Lady Death? Yeah. Yeah, they had a leather-bound cover. It was leather, real leather, super rare, and it was, like, 150 bucks or something that's it's like it's just i mean it's still worth a little bit but not that much
1: <laughs> well what about the ultimate spider-man remember like ultimate spider-man white that was selling for two thousand dollars
0: yep yeah because yeah, those are the new oh what's the ultimates the ultimates are so cool ultimate spider mans so good look at this variant and then now you know you, you fast forward 20 years later and the ultimate comics aren't even around anymore yeah and i think that can, will bring us to our next one which um which is, is the modern the modern comics right
1: right right
0: <laughs> sorry it's like the modern comics um starting in the 90s there was so much supply you know talk about supply and demand they overprinted these comics that's why the value is so low you can go get spawn right now spawn issue one you can go get it right now for 20 dollars um so, in order to return a value, if you're going to get a modern comic, the grading on this on the comics have to be so high, right? Right, Patrick like, What would you say it needed to be?
1: Oh, for a modern age comic, you probably if you want it for investment purposes, not just collecting, but investment purposes, you probably need a nine point eight. Anything 1985 on, they're so common. You need a nine point eight, and you can definitely see it if you go onto eBay. You you notice a big jump between the, uh, between a nine point six and a nine point eight. Um, I don't even have it. I have, like, one 9.6. Uh, most yeah. of mine are uh, my good ones that I like. They're, they're, like, 9.2, 9.4 highest. That's it.
0: Yeah, like, like I mean, they're that's almost perfect. All, like, they have to be printed, like, immediately slabbed to get a 9.8. That's so hard to get. So, um, I mean, like, we were talking earlier, like, unless you got lucky and you got Walking Dead issue one, unless you hit the jackpot on that one. Um, I mean, what, what do you think, too? Like, Venom, Amazing Spider Man 300. That's uh, probably yeah. like those uh, two are probably, unless you can think of another one, I think those are those are two modern comics with the most that went up in value the highest.
1: Yeah, definitely the first Venom, Amazing Spider Man 300. But even those, if you can get those on nine point eight, those are very expensive comics. Yeah.
0: So other than that, the modern era is is hard. It's so hard to get value on those. There's there's a couple, you know, there are there are a couple that are, are going up in value, but it, uh, like um, uh, the Deadpool, like all his all his miniseries and stuff from the nineties. But it took twenty years for for a profit to start coming in. So if you're Coming in, you want to buy some comics that you think are you know getting invested on. You're going you're gonna to have to go pre-modern. You're going to have to go at least Silver Age. That's what I think. What do you think, Patrick?
1: Yeah, you can. I mean, like I said, if you uh, – and, and You know, first of all, it's difficult to get premium comics in Silver Age and Golden Age that are near mint. Those are so expensive. They're out of most people's price ranges. So if you're starting out and you, you want to collect something – you might want to just collect the modern uh, age comics and just get a higher grade. And we're we're going to go into one of those key elements a, a, a little bit later. There's there's one more um, that'll help you guys determine if a comic could potentially
0: <laughs> be
1: worth later. I'm not giving out any hints of what the key element is, but potentially <laughs> it might be there. So what we're talking about right now is that the key element is really condition. And, and um, there are a couple of variables in the in the condition, so it's quality. Is it a restored comic? Is the comic book complete? Um, if it's unrestored, it basically means that it was uh, unaltered. So restored comics are altered to enhance the appearance to get a better grade. Um, the better the comic condition is, the the more expensive it will be. Um, for example. Let's take Action Comics again. I know I keep using Action Comics, but it's 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 a great comic to illustrate uh these that's key a, elements.
0: Yeah, that's the big one, so.
1: Yeah, in 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 2014 there was a near mint copy that sold for over 3 million dollars, and that was in 2014. Now, in 2018, so the price should be going up, a 2.0 sold for 167,000. So, See the difference there? In 2014, a near-mint one sold for three over $3 million. And a 2.0, you're, you're only going to get $167. I know that sounds like a lot of money, but consider the comic. So the quality has a lot to do with the value of a book. And that's what we were talking about. If you want a modern-age comic book, if you don't have the highest grade possible, yes, the price of the comic will increase. But not to the extent if it's, if it's an actual perfect comic book, like a 9.8. So that, that would be the, the difference. Um, as far as restoration goes, what do you guys think about restoration? Do you guys care if a comic book is uh, restored for your personal collections? I don't like restored comics. I want a comic that is unrestored. Um, I made a mistake when I was first collecting comics. Um, I bought a, uh, what is an X-Men 95. And it had a date on it. So, I mean, I was younger. I was a a teenager. And so I took some whiteout and I colored the date on the cover with the whiteout. Clearly not knowing that that would be considered restoration. So (laughs) Because I hated seeing it. It bothered me so much that, like, 20 years later, I bought, like, a a 9.4 of the same comic book. But I just don't like restoration. Now, if you think about it, though... Like I like old cars too. Like I like Mustangs, and I don't mind having a restored Mustang. But for some reason, in comic books, I just want them unrestored. Even if there are marks on it now, I don't even really mind. But once the comic book is restored, I don't like it. And you can actually see the price difference. The value actually decreases when a comic book is restored, even if it looks better. So if you get a a, a comic book that's graded at a nine point two, but it's restored. Uh, an 8.0 comic that's unrestored is going to be a lot more valuable than that 9.2 that is restored. There are multiple examples of that across the board on basically every comic book.
0: Yeah, I think I think when you restore it, I think it's it's almost like you're killing the history of the book. You know, like it got its damage over time, and then you're restoring it, and it's it's, it's like oh that's fake, that's not real, that's not what it looks like. You know, exactly. It's like, you know, you're killing you're killing the the character of the comic, I guess. So yeah, I I stay away. I stay away from restored. If it's restored, I don't want it.
1: What about you, Brian? What do you think? Yeah, like
2: as an investor, I would not. I would stay away from restored comics. Um, but if I if I really wanted to have a issue of something that I really want, but I couldn't afford, then I would get that just to have it. But I wouldn't consider that as an investment because C- like uh, at this point, if you're going to consider it, if you're investing in comics, you need to treat it like an art piece, right? Like you can't be like altered or or changed in any way because then that's not original anymore even if it's just like one corner of one page it's you know you're you're altering it and um even if you're like keeping the pages like fresher to or or you know restore the color in the book it's not the same anymore it's not original like like john said so you're not like getting the eight like you're not letting it age naturally um but then that's what people look for, right? Like they want – the reason why those books are graded high is because it's uh, naturally still in a very good condition. Right. And that's what gives its value. It's not that it's been restored back to like a, like a good condition book.
1: Okay. Well, I got this question for you guys. Then since the key element we're talking about is condition, quality, and restoration, um, I really don't like – like I said, I don't like writing on a book. So what about a signature? This I think is subjective, right? I think we talked about this uh, a little bit last time. Um, I don't like signatures on my book. I want the book clean. But John, you like signatures, right?
0: Yeah, I used to. Uh, when I used to go to Comic Con when I was younger, man, I, I stood in line and I got hundreds of comics autographed. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. Um, and this was this was before Comic Con really blew up and became you know Comic Con. So I did it. I did it for like ten years, probably, uh, maybe a little bit more. Taking, I would take a big old stack of like the stuff I wanted to get signed. I would find out who was going to be there and what time they're going to sign. And man, I got tons of them signed. Uh, but yeah, as I got and and, and I, was, I was just a kid, so I didn't know. But when I was a kid, I thought, oh man, the artist signed it, and now it's more valuable, and I got to be careful with it. But then as I got older, I, I, you know, just doing research and stuff, I found out that. Um, it's totally subjective. It it some people don't like it, like Patrick. Um, they some people hate it if they personalize the signature. They said like if they wrote like to John, you know, signed you know Jim Lee, then you know someone named Brian isn't gonna want the comic that says to John. <laughs> so,
1: no, I I agree with that totally. But here's the weird thing: is like for me, I think it brings the value lower. But if you look at the sales, like with Stan Lee's signature on an amazing fantasy the price is above so if you had like an 8.0 of an amazing fantasy that had stanley's signature on it i've been noticing that it actually does sell more than when it doesn't have his signature on it but me as a collector i wouldn't pay as much because i just don't like it on there
0: yeah and i think too i think i don't don't even think it, it affects the um like the Overstreet price guide, I don't think it affects it at all. It's just a right. signature; it doesn't do anything, unless you can get it certif a certificate of authenticity. Unless you can get one of those, like when you get it graded, and uh, and I think you said um, it's a yellow color, right? Uh, when they grade it, and it's yellow.
1: It is. Um, that's through uh, CGC, but I mean, that's a that's a that's a whole other topic that we got to yeah in another episode, but. What I understand is that cgc they will only give it a yellow label if um, they're there to witness it,
0: yeah, they yeah. Will
1: verify signatures, so if you come in with your comic book signed by Stanley, whether it is from Stanley or not, they're not going to certify it giving it a yellow label they will not they'll just say there's some writing on the on the cover because they didn't see it
0: yeah so now the
1: the the so, the other um companies will like i think CBCS and PGX they will verify signatures but CGC doesn't
0: yeah and and yeah so it i was going to say that if if you're looking to invest and you want to bring up the value of your comic it's probably better off you're probably better off not getting the signature um if you're looking to invest it and sell it later at max value it's probably safer just to not do it just slab it and and keep it that way. Um, like you said, if, if CGC, is someone is actually there to see the signature, like, but well, that's so hard. When are you gonna do that? When are you right. gonna go somewhere and you know, a guy signing, and you're gonna have a guy, uh, a CGC guy there too at the same time? It's just not gonna happen. So, if you if you are investing purely for financial reasons to maximize it, don't get the signature. Yeah. If if you just think it's cool and you want them for yourself, then go for it. Like I, I thought it was just super cool to have all these signatures um it doesn't hurt the value it doesn't raise it either so uh, it's purely a subjective thing uh on uh, for the collector that's that's pretty much it
1: now uh also with the with the condition of the comic if there's a piece missing out of the comic that's really bad like i know back in the day marvel wanted you to cut out the marvel stamp and you Oh
0: yeah yeah
1: the price goes way down
0: way down
1: like on uh, Hulk one eighty uh one I mean uh, yeah Hulk one eighty one the first Wolverine Marvel stamps are cut out of those pretty routinely, they were cut out, yeah, price is less than half because it's not a complete comic anymore and if and if there's a piece cut out and it affects the story that's that's even worse. you just don't want pieces of comics out so if you're to buy a, a comic book um look through it, don't just judge. Don't judge the book by the cover. You have to look through it. You know, I actually went to Comic Con. Um, I don't know. This is like eight or nine or ten years ago, something like that. And I was just interested in an Amazing Fantasy fifteen. And I overheard one of the dealers um, in a conversation uh, with a patron because he just bought that Amazing Fantasy. And he and he what I overheard was about half an hour before he said, "Do you remember me? I just bought this comic from you." And I think he paid like, uh, I don't know, at the time it was like $1,800 for Amazing Fantasy. It was probably more than 10 years ago. It was probably like 15 years ago. And he said, there are pieces missing. You didn't tell me this, but I looked through it, and I want my money back. And the guy's all, well, he goes, no, you better give me my money back. So the guy gave him his $1,800 back. The dealer didn't know that I was listening. So I I went up to him and I said, oh, is that an Amazing uh, Fantasy 15? And I said, what's the condition? He said, it's like a... 4.0 4.0 right like a very good comic mm-hmm. and he goes oh it's in great condition so he was trying to sell me a comic <laughs> it had missing pieces in it so you have to be really careful that's why when i purchased comics i learned a lesson a long time ago that actually happened to me i bought um superman number 30 which is uh the first mix one of my favorite characters from uh when i was a kid one of the uh best villains out there that i liked and um they said that it was like a 6.0 fine. I asked if there were any missing pieces or anything like that. They said no. I got it in the mail, and on multiple pages, there were pieces cut out of it.
0: No, I think, you're, I, think, I, remember you're, I, think I remember you telling me this.
1: Yeah, I was, I was really mad. I, I called back, and I found the guy's phone number, and the person that picked it up was the guy's dad. So he's all, my son did this. He gave you a comic book that had pieces missing. Don't worry. He'll fix it. <laughs> so, so the guy calls me back and you spoke to my dad, huh? And I'm like, well, that's the number that I had, but you gave me a comic book that that piece is missing out of it. And he goes, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, this is not worth that much anymore. I'm all, uh, uh, give me half my money back. I still I still have the comic, but because of that, I bought like three more. <laughs> so <laughs> so I've like four copies of that comic now in, in better condition. So yeah. just be careful.
2: That's uh, why anybody. it's important to have an independent place like cgc to grade it and i mean that's like a whole nother topic um but that's why it's important to have it graded so um you know what you're getting versus like just trusting whatever the person is telling you so yeah so yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. that's really important yeah and, and we'll get into it later
0: another you know really in depth but yeah if you're also investing and in, and you want to maximize the potential it's a good idea to get your comics slapped Get them graded in slab, and that way, um, once they put that you know 9.2 on it, it's for sure. It's not you're not eyeballing it. It's it is a 9.2, and you can sell it as a 9.2. So uh, that's also a good idea. But well, like I said, we'll have we'll go over we'll go over CGC, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, PGX.
1: PGX and CBCS. Yeah, those are
0: we'll, the go, three yeah we'll go. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go over those in a pull in depth in another video. But but yeah, uh, getting graded is a, is highly recommended.
1: So let's see here. So what makes a comic valuable? We've gone over some of the key elements. Uh, One of them was availability. Um, One of them was uh, popularity, um, condition, uh, quality restoration, and um, age. So now let's talk about the next one. The next one would be significance. So what do I mean by significance? Well, let's see. Was there a first appearance of the character, or was it a first issue? Or maybe there was some sort of major event Uh, that occurred in the comic book um, or some historical significance again let's take action comics number one again first of all it was the first appearance of a character Superman and not only that but it's that comic is widely considered to be the beginning of the superhero genre and most consider that book to be the start of the golden age of comics which is the first of the four comic book ages so significance has a lot to do with the value of a comic book um what other comics have you guys seen out there that may have like a lot of significance attached to it
0: well um you know and this this ties into what brian was talking about earlier with all the fake uh, issue ones um you're like, for for this for this significance you're going to have to do your research you're going to have to get an Overstreet price guide and you're going to have to look into it you're going to have to google and you're going to have to find out Which comics have the significant that you know something of significance? So I used Incredible Hulk earlier. Incredible Hulk number one was the first appearance of the Hulk, right, in 1962, and Bruce Banner and Betty and Rick Jones and General Ross. So that's a, you know, that was, and I think that was the second Marvel comic. I think I think it went Fantastic Four or uh, modern um, uh, Stanley, the Stanley Marvel. Uh, I think he did Fantastic 4 and then I think he did the Hulk. So that's a pretty pretty significant uh uh comic uh but there are like three or four Hulk series that restarted with number 1. So you're going to have to look really look at them and be like, "Okay, there's all there's incredible Hulk number 1 from 2008. Oh, that's trash. Uh oh, there's another n- uh, number 1 from 2012. Okay, that's trash. It's about the issue 1 in 1962. Um so, so for this one, you're gonna have to do your research uh, uh, before you know before buying. Um, I'm trying to think of a big, significant comic. I, I guess, well, I guess, I guess Fantastic Four one, right? That's the yep. dawn of the Stan Lee era of Marvel. That's the Marvel that we all know: uh, Fantastic Four, Spider Man, Hulk, the Avengers, all that stuff. Uh, so, Fantastic Four one is is Stan Lee's first. Relock, no, our new Marvel universe. I guess that'd be yeah. one. That, that'd be one that I would say is pretty, pretty big.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, if you if if that's um, if that key element is is part of the comic book that you're researching, it has uh, the potential to be really valuable, which uh, leads us to our last key element, which is potential. <laughs> so this, this, this is the uh, this is the one key element that's a really a little bit more difficult to uh, apply because it's subjective and speculative. Yeah. There are, uh, let's see, Spider-Man, Amazing uh, Fantasy fifteen is the first Spider-Man. Well, several years later, what what year was it that that Miles Morales came out?
0: Uh, Miles Morales came pretty recently. He's within the last ten years.
1: Right, within the last uh, uh, 10 years. Now, I never bought that book, and the reason why I didn't buy it, it's because I was so used to the original um, Spider-Man, and I felt kind of like I was betraying Peter Parker. No, really. So I didn't <laughs> buy it. However, now that book is expensive. So if, when that book first came on the shelf, you could have thought to yourself, well, that has potential you know, to be something great. And after the cartoon came out, you know, the uh, the movie, Into the Spider Universe, Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that comic just shot up.
0: And yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that one right now, and it was uh, 2011, Ultimate Fallout 4, and a 9.8 is worth $400 right now.
1: Yeah. And if they make a live action movie out of, out of Miles Morales, I guarantee you that comic's going to even skyrocket more.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And here's the thing, in that, in, that, um, in that movie, there are other characters that could, again, be potentially worth more, like uh, the, the Gwen Stacy Spider-Man character. Uh, I think that was What If number 105. Um, that one is going to be up. Can you check that one, John? See what that one's going for.
0: Yeah, I'll check Spider-Gwen.
1: I believe it's one, uh, What If 105.
0: And then uh, 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 Spider-Man Noir by the Nicolas Cage. Right, right, uh, right. He's, he's actually, they're actually bringing him back. There's a new, there's a new um, uh, Spider-Man Noir car- uh, comic. So already, they're already starting to, to see uh, uh, those characters coming back.
1: Right. Now, there's a, there's a question, because Brian and I uh, talked about this a little bit. The difference between potential And hype now hype is totally different like with the um, Green Lantern movie coming out there was a lot of hype on a character that was already established but we're talking about the potential of a character becoming big there's a big difference between the two it's they sound similar but they're completely different Um, not sure if you're understanding it am I explaining it the right way Brian
2: yeah, I I get it. Yeah, it
0: makes sense. Yeah, because like like you know, the image, you know, the, the, the hype. It was a new company. Oh, like look, look at this huge, you know, image comics and had all the top artists from Marvel. They're gonna change the business. And they did change the business, they did. Um, and there was all the hype on the characters they're creating. Now the big red flag that I would have, you know, if I was old enough at the time to 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 realize is that they were all writing and drawing their own comic. Well, they weren't they weren't writers they were artists so when you read their comics you read youngblood by written and drawn by rob blackfield it's not good <laughs> you know like you know spawn was written and drawn by McFarlane. it was okay uh, it looked great the artwork was amazing so the big red flag there was like okay you know there's all these hype this new universe and all this stuff will these characters will they last will they become culturally important um and the answer is no. No, they didn't. Um, if you guys know who Shadowhawk is, no. That was, no. One, of the, that was one of the original seven uh, 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 image comics. Um, you know, his other characters, like Savage Dragon, is more of a cult. He's more of a cult hero. He has a strong cult following. Uh, Youngblood is not even published anymore. Wildcats isn't published anymore. Um, so that's hype. That's just hype. Look at this new universe. With this, it's going to be awesome. That's hype uh potential is something like um you know miles morales right that's we use that example we'll stick with it it's this character who took over for spider-man in the ultimate comics uh so he was continuing the series uh so spider-man didn't end it just picked up with him um, and this is a this is a big one too is that he was racially diverse he's mixed Hispanic and black um so you have the first uh, minority character picking up the role of spider-man so that's potential that's the difference you're seeing something here that's like wait a minute this is new but there's something to it whereas like the image was like it's just new and it's hype and it's all these great artists who are now writing when they're not writers you know like mm-hmm. so yeah, so yeah. so yeah that's kind of, it's it's hard to distinguish but there there is a difference
1: yeah yeah So let's go over those um, key elements again of what makes a comic book valuable. So number one was availability. Is it rare or is it common? The more rare it is, uh, the more likely that it could be valuable, okay? Now, popularity. If it's in high demand, it's gonna be more valuable. Because if nobody cares about the character, nobody's gonna wanna want it. Then we've got condition. Is it restored? Is it complete? Um, How high is the grade? Is it a near mint copy or is it just a basic fair or a good copy? Makes a big difference. The higher the grade the more valuable it will be. And age has a lot to do with that because the older comics are more difficult to find in higher grades. That's why if you find an extremely high grade golden age comic it will be worth so much more. And Another key element was significance. Did it have a first appearance? Was there a major event or historical significance? And the last key element would be potential. Um, Is there a potential for that character to be mainstream? And if it does, then potentially it could increase the value of that comic book as well. Um, So uh, what do you guys think?
0: It's, you know, it's a lot of information um, that goes into this, but um... You know you you know you're gonna have to do your homework you're gonna have to do your homework if you're gonna really buy a comic that's worth something uh you're the google um get over overstreet see what the prices are talk to people um if you can get to a comic shop ask them you know they're they're gonna be more knowledgeable about you know uh about what's hot what's selling what's you know what characters are you know that everyone's into um don't just buy anything you know willy-nilly and just think that looks cool i'm gonna buy it you know i you know i love Wolverine. i'm gonna buy his comic and it's gonna be worth a lot of money no it's probably not um so yeah that's it's it's not easy this isn't easy it's not an easy thing to do comics aren't exactly uh main like super mainstream they're they're getting there you know especially because of the movies but um it's still a hard it's it's hard it's hard to buy a, a a comic and then hope that it gets value back and and especially if you can't afford the golden age silver age comics that are you know $50,000 75 especially if you can't afford that it's it is really hard so do your homework um you know i don't you know we don't want you out there you know spending your money on stuff that just isn't going to do anything for you
1: you know there there is something that i didn't mention but it has to do a little bit about hype and this is even with the blue chip uh comics like uh Amazing uh, Fantasy 15 the first Spider-Man. When all the Spider-Man movies were coming out and Amazing Fantasy like in a CGC 3.5 uh was was selling for $24,000. Uh now that same comic book is now selling for uh 18 to $19,000. So when there's hype even with mainstream characters you can lose a lot of money if you buy it during the hype um i, I would suggest never to buy a comic when there's a lot of hype about it regardless of, of 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 the character um that's a good way to lose a lot of money
0: yeah and and we'll, we'll go over in, in, in future videos we'll go over comics that um that we that we think have potential um uh, mainly they're going to be marvel based because of the movies the movies are they are affecting the prices of the comics like would you say uh patrick
1: oh yeah definitely yeah
0: they're they are affecting it so we'll we'll come up with videos later of what comics uh you know that are a little more modern a little more affordable that might be worth jumping onto and brian you're gonna say something
2: i was gonna say like um yeah this is more like for long-term investment it's not something you just buy it and then wait until the I mean unless you know when to sell it and you have no attachment to the to the comic. Um, but I think w- I can say for all of us that we do have some attachment to the, the ones that we collect and that that's why we have them. Um so it's a long term thing, right? Like you have to just ride through the hype and or or wait or and you know, more important, do your research. Um so something different, like, like we didn't add to the list, but I wanna bring it up in case um, you know, people are thinking about this is there uh john you sort of touched on this what about the uh like the artist or the writer for a particular um, that that doesn't help at all right i mean it's really more of the story itself yeah it's it's you know it, and
0: it, it kind of works like in real life if there's a super popular artist um his his you know his stuff's gonna be worth more but then when you know and it's it's kind of morbid to say, but when they die, that's when the value jumps up. Um, so this actually more goes, goes towards signatures and stuff. Um, Stan Lee used to sign everything. Everything under the sun. Patrick probably knows about this. You yeah. handed him anything, he would sign it. Didn't even matter if it was DC, whatever, F it, he'll sign it. So for collectors, uh, getting a signature for Stan Lee was really easy. Well, now it's not. You know, He passed away. So now the value of this stuff that he's touched... Um, goes up now if you're talking about you know a comic with an artist i think this is what brian meant Um, you know you know let's talk about an artist john busama we talked about him the other day uh he's a legendary conan artist for marvel so uh if you want to go back and buy those old conans is it the fact that john busama drew it does it make it more valuable no not really because it's mass-produced um it's not an original uh, copy like those that's like that's what makes a difference if you can get you know you, you bought the actual original art from John B. Samma so so no a writer and artist um, doesn't really affect uh, a comic so uh, for example Incredible Hulk 340 is uh, a really popular whole comic it was the Grey Hulk fighting uh, Wolverine it was really popular uh, and Tom McFarlane drew that issue And this was pre-Spider-Man Tom McFarlane um, before he became, you know, big megastar Tom McFarlane. So when you go back to buy that comic, is it like, oh, Tom McFarlane drew it, therefore it's worth more? No, it's that it was just a cool story that was low print run and everyone jumped on. So no, in short answer, no. A writer, artist on a comic, it doesn't really matter.
1: Uh, By the way, uh, that cover is awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, that's one of the greatest covers ever.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so awesome that I drew it. Did I show you guys?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I'm
1: not an artist. I loved it so much I drew it. <laughs> it may have not have looked good. You're like, did, did uh did you draw is that Superman?
2: Dude. That's, no. Tracing paper over the copy pad and traced over it?
1: I didn't trace over it. Come on, come on. I'm just kidding.
2: You're like damaging your your, your plug.
1: <laughs> all right, cool. Any other? Do we have uh, any other questions? Or
0: no, I th- I think we covered everything. And, and you know, for all the listeners out there, I, um, hopefully this helps. And uh, if you need any more specific examples, you know, feel free to go ahead and list them in the comments, and we'll we'll try to get to them. Oh, you know what? we were talking about this earlier. It was a story that I had and it's just a, this is just a funny story um, You know talking about you know investing, you know people investing poorly and stuff uh, when I was uh, Working um, I was working at Ralph's grocery right out of high school. So this is 2001 so I was I was just a kid 17 18 One of my co-workers found out that I read comics and she came right up to me and She's like John do you read comics? And I go. Yeah, and she's like, oh man, how much is Death of Superman worth? Superman Superman issue 75. And I go, oh, about 20 bucks. And her face just drops. And she's like, are you, <laughs> are you serious? And I go, yeah, why? And she's like, but it's in the bag. The condition's good. And I was like, yeah, I know. 20 bucks. And she just was like, I thought, she was. I have three of them. I thought my kid's college was paid for. And I started to laugh and and, and it's funny because it that comic hits a couple of criteria, right? Uh, historical event, Superman died. Uh, it's a popular character everyone loves. Uh, condition was good. She never opened the the bag it came in. Uh, however, they made way too many of those comics. There are so many out there. like the, Like hundreds of thousands, maybe even more they printed. You can get one anywhere. You can go to any comic store, any convention. They got it. Uh, so I was laughing. I mean, it was funny to me. She was pretty sad, and then she goes, <laughs> "It's funny to me." <laughs> and then she goes, "What about the Return of Superman? The white bag?" And I went, "Oh, that's like five dollars." And she just stormed <laughs> off. She turned around, and stormed off, and I was laughing so hard. So yeah, that's another example of someone who, who uh you know, knew you know they knew they knew something was up, and they jumped on it, and, and especially because the hype of that. You know we talked about hype, I mean that was all over the news, remember it was Superman dies oh, on Wednesday, yeah, it was I
1: saw it on the news,
0: yeah, and I remember going to the comic shop that i go that I went to normally, and there was a line there was a line down the street of people just to get that comic uh, but the hype got to everybody, and they made they probably printed a million copies, like literally probably a million copies so
1: well, well that's what I was saying earlier too that the all the key all of the key elements actually have to work together in yeah to make comic valuable
0: it's tough man it's hard it's like we're saying it's hard do your research
1: yeah but don't worry about it because we're gonna give you some comics that uh that do that will have potential yeah
0: <laughs> yeah we'll uh we'll help you guys out so i think uh, i think i think uh i think we're we covered it pretty well guys i think we can uh i think we can sign off now unless there's anything else you want to throw in
1: Nope, we're good.
0: All right, well, uh, stay tuned. Um, Like I said, if any questions, uh, throw it our way in the comments, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. Uh, But until then, uh, we'll see you guys next time.